When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Happy Thursday, everybody. Welcome to Rumor and Innuendo. It is me, House of Wrestling's Nick Hausman. And me, the unmuted Robert Karpolis. Hey, and we are here live streaming on X and YouTube. Everything went perfectly today. Don't know what happened with that technical hiccup uh, yesterday. But hey, Monday through Friday, noon Eastern, this is your half hour of power to get all your pro wrestling news. And of course, if you don't catch us here live in Technicolor, head over to your favorite podcast feed to uh, find us there in audio form. we got a big show today. The comment section is open. The chat room is open, I should say. If you want to jump into the chat room, let your voice be heard. We'll try to pull some comments up here onto the show today. Uh, also here on the show, we will be talking about updates on Booker T's reality of wrestling. we got the New Day reuniting. Keith Lee, he's going to be undergoing some double surgeries. Uh, Black Taurus, he's reached an agreement reportedly with AEW. I found the details. This would be kind of interesting. Uh, Andrade is apparently leaving AEW and returning to WWE. Wowza! Big shock, Robert. Can you believe the shock on my face with that I news? Lord, we have not even remotely touched on the possibility Andrade was going to go back to WWE. Who saw that coming, guys? Wow. Out of left field. Hurricane Rana off the top rope. Uh, Well, and of course, we're going to kick off the show here today talking about AEW Dynamite. Now, I forgot to put it on the run sheet here. But it is the headline story on the 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 show today, Robert. I got Billy in the CW. Billy and the CW is all anybody could talk to me about last night. Nick, when you're gonna talk about Billy and the CW, what's going on with Billy and the CW? Camille was backstage at at at, at AW, according to, to Sean Ross Sapp. What's going on with Billy and the CW? Sorry, guys. If we have time, maybe at the end of the show we'll get into all that. No, I got inundated last night because they did their latest uh, they did their latest Chris Jericho segment on AW Dynamite. Um, you know, was it signs that were removed this time? It, it wasn't uh, playing loud Judas music that they did to try to foil the live fans from letting their voices be heard. No, we have a new technique here, Robert, and that is to just mute the audience. Uh, they brought the audience so low. How low? Well, so low that you may as well have been doing, uh, let's say, the what's it where you go the limbo in Jamaica, right? So low, you're limboing here because. They bring that audio so low, you can't really hear anything until he does a, a very easy, keyed-up uh, name drop, which uh, elicits a reaction, I think, Pavlovian-style to just anyone familiar with what's going on with Chris. And uh, once again, fans who want to uh, have their voices heard uh, uh, upset over a former female AEW employee bravely coming up and putting a heart on the idea that you know, there's issues here with Chris and there's probably going to be more women that talk in their opinion. Um, and look, when women come forward, I believe women. And it would seem that there's a lot of other fans that believe women as well and want to know what's going on here with Chris's behavior. So, uh, you know, look, I think this is absolutely the worst possible tact they could be taking with this situation. Again, it brings m far more questions than answers. And, uh, Look, 
I have to keep addressing it, right? You know, I, I feel very upset still from the scrum where there was that guy from the Observer uh, who said that these were unsourced, unnamed rumors and just give Tony all of this out to just say whatever. There's a, there's a former female wrestler out here, sourced, right? You can even say her name if you want in the scrum because, I look, truthfully, I'm not even really scared to say her name anymore. She put her name on this thing. She's brave enough to do it. I applaud her bravery. Um, I think a lot of other fans applaud her bravery. And this is just, I mean, look, I, I had to turn, I had to watch Dynamite this morning because I was actually rather enjoying Christian and Dustin to open the show. Two guys I grew up loving to watch. I think there are a lot of light bulbs have gone off at this point in their career. The rest of a little different style, having a great time. This thing comes up. I'm sorry. I'm out. I threw on like some documentary about, um, God, what did I watch last night? Oh, uh, this Gone Girl documentary that's on Netflix right now. Very good. Anyway, uh, just want to throw that out there, Robert. I did get hit up by a lot of people last night about this. People very upset about it. And it continues to be, you know, again, this company, as much as they want to try to keep the focus on the ring, in the action, the great stuff that they are trying to actually build around that is fun and playful pro wrestling. Here we go. I, I don't know. I don't even know what to say anymore. So beyond what you just talked about um which i thought my mic was muted like jericho um at the end at the end of the day there is this story swirling around there around chris jericho and we've talked about it repeatedly that if AEW came out with a full-throated response to this tony khan chris jericho someone there who said this is completely baseless this is ridiculous give me a stack of Bibles and putting my hand on it and saying there is nothing, nothing to see here. This all goes away immediately. And Chris Jericho is able to go back out there on television and he's able to do his performance. What they have done instead is this strange cat and mouse thing where you're keeping Chris in the back with the crowd muted. You're blasting the Judas. You're having him wrestle, but he's wrestling on rampage, which is a taped show these are all, and, the, the and they're gonna they're gonna juice that audio for Rampage, no doubt. Anyway, sorry to cut you off. Go ahead. Yeah, no, these are all moves to show that they are trying to avoid any crowd response, any issue, any negativity surrounding Chris. The op, the clear option, if you don't want to talk about it, I get it. If you want to say we don't want to discuss this, they said the one thing at the press conference that this is all unfounded rumors. We want this all to go away. You you stash Chris somewhere for a little while. They have never shied away from people vanishing from AEW TV for a myriad of reasons over the course of their show. And nobody notices. It's not like, and I'm just picking a name as a person who's not on a lot, not implying anything, but it's like Lance Archer goes away for like six months at a time. Riho goes away for like six months at a time. It's not uncommon in AEW. If you're worried about the response that Jericho is going to get, keep him off TV. If you feel you have nothing to worry about, Put them out there and let whatever happens, happens. Instead, you're playing all these parlor games with the audience, and it becomes the continuing story. I'm sick of it. I'm I'm sick of the fact that there was a two-hour show where they did what we talked about yesterday, which is we're going to focus on younger guys. We're going to give you new challengers. We're going to give you new great matches. And instead, we have to talk about the Jericho stuff because everybody's going, what the hell was that said? And I know it's me, right? And there's, there's a certain <laughs> vertical of people these days that reach out to me and uh, in, in all things about this. But look, it, it was noticeable. 
I'm in the room with my wife. My wife's like, what, what are they doing? Right. A casual person who has no interest in wrestling. So I don't want to dwell on it. I feel I have full throatedly given my thoughts on this one to start the show. And we'll keep a, we'll keep an eye on this one as it continues to go along. Um, but let's talk about the parts of dynamite um, that I largely did enjoy last night. You know, I thought outside of this part that, you know, again, made me very unhappy. I thought the show last night had a lot to like. Um, I thought the hooks, let's talk hook Samojo main event. Um, I don't know how you could talk trash about gender and Seth and also praise this match because there were a lot of like, I, I thought the pacing was very WWE esque by Samoa Joe here, you know, obviously some hard, you know, more stiff, you know, styled stuff like what he used to do in ring of honor, but a very good main event. I thought hook came across looking great. That T-bone he dropped Joe with there towards the end really was just kind of a, a wow. Aha moment. Uh, I really liked it. Uh, what did you think, Robert? I loved the match. I, yeah. I thought that it was exactly the the David versus Goliath match you wanted. We talked about some of the potential beats yesterday. Taz at one point taking off his headset, becoming the concerned father, I thought was beautifully done. The the nine count when the hook goes into the ring and then he starts getting annihilated. I thought that was played out really well. Hook's babyface comeback. That crowd was super into it. And it made Hook feel like a legitimate top-tier contender and not just a random guy thrown out there. I think that yes. Joe and Hook built a beautiful match, and it accomplished everything it needed to do. Hook looked stronger afterwards. Joe looked like a monster afterwards. You've established Hangman and Swerve as the guys going for that title. This is your new main event scene in AEW. Perfect. Yeah, Absolutely and perfect. And, and I know there were some, I, I saw Jimmy Corderas's comments about the referee count at the end of the match and how it was delayed and there was discretion and it wasn't, you know, necessarily by the book, uh, you know, a WWE styled referee. And I get that. I didn't think it took away from it uh, personally. We have Alt Jake here in the chat room. He's saying that in his opinion, he thought Hook no sold way too much. Do you agree? It's Hook's gimmick. I think if yeah. you've watched a lot of the hook matches, especially when he's wrestled bigger guys, he hulks up, he hooks up, uh, and you kind of suspend disbelief a little bit that, yes, this guy has an extra gear, and there's something special about him, in part because Taz has built up the myth of hook so strongly on commentary. So yeah. if it was a normal match, yes, you could you could say, hey, he maybe you know, sold, you know, sold a little too much. It fits within the, the hook persona. Yep. Uh, Young Bucks. Man, did they get everybody's attention last night? Oh, you're muted, Robert. You muted yourself. Damn it. Why? What were you screaming there as soon as I, I mentioned the Young Bugs? I was saying I was saying so many nice things about AEW, wanted to praise stuff, and then you immediately pivot to that Young Bucks segment. So, look, I don't hate this. A lot of people feel a certain way about this, and that's just kind of how the Young Bucks are, right? Um, this isn't the full Bucks camp presentation that was kind of rumored about. This isn't quite a full departure, I think, from their previous presentation. I liked kind of them playing in the waters of, you know, what, what has been said about them. I, I don't necessarily think that calling Punk a cancerous, self-serving, whatever they said, is going to uh, bring the spotlight more onto what they're doing. But, hey, you know, they know their business better than I do. As a whole, I, I did not dislike... Uh, the Young Bucks segment here. But Robert, I have a feeling you have a much uh, stronger opinion than I do. I did not like this Young Bucks segment. <laughs> that is my hot take on the... Now, here's the deal. I can tell. They're, they're trying to be like 
smarmy playing into what the it, the internet says about them that well we're we're EVPs and we need to be referred to as Nicholas and Matthew and then this story of we need to cleanse AEW and fix it when they first came out and they confronted Sting and Darby Allen you can go check in the archives at Rumor and Innuendo mm-hmm. I said I was not happy about this match because I wanted it to be FTR simply because I wanted Sting's last match to be absent politics and backstage bullshit. And this entire promo, this entire storyline now is politics and backstage bullshit. This is Nick and Matt talking about punk and talking about the way they handled all in the way that they've conducted themselves supposedly with other talents. Um, The fact that now they want to get rid of, a guy like Sting because he doesn't fit their brand of AEW. This should not be Sting's last match. I guess selfishly, I wanted like Flair's last match was about it being Flair's last match in WWE. Uh, this could have been a very poetic Sting and Darby have a great last match against FTR. Sting rides off into the sunset. Sting being part of a storyline that's these guys are EVPs who are not very good at their job. And it's the reason that Cody is gone. And it's the reason that punk is gone. Mm -hmm. And it's the reason that a lot of other people seemingly have left AEW. I I hate it. I I, I hate it. I don't trust them to do it well. (laughs) And the response that's come from it right now has been, man, I can't wait to see CM Punk kick the young bucks asses. Oh, wait. He's busy making a boatload of money on the other channel telling stories. It does seem like they want to try to tell this story with Sting in the CM Punk role, right? Like, that seems to be, like, what they're trying to slot him as, right? You know, you're a self-serving, cancerous old-timer who's here to that, that hasn't fit the locker room, but it's not the right target. You know, it's just that it, Sting doesn't really fit the profile uh, of the kind of stuff that they took issue with, uh, took issue with, with Punk. And it would also seem that Sting and Darby are going to win the AEW tag team titles from Ricky Starks and Big Bill before this match at Revolution, and then this match against the Buck will be for the tag team titles. I would think Sting, being old school like he is, is going to want to go out with on his back, losing and putting somebody over, and it, this is maybe, a, in the end, a way to rechristen the Young Bucks as the centerpiece of the AEW tag team uh, title division. And that's just kind of me looking at the tea leaves about where this is likely headed. It would make sense. You're suddenly bringing back private party and heating them up. And the single biggest match that private party had was when they beat the young bucks uh, four years ago. So Mm -hmm. the idea that you're going to get these guys up and stood up and ready to go, you still have top flight who are there as a, a tag team contender. These are folks that the young bucks can have really strong matches with, Going into this, I don't think that Ricky Starks and Big Bill's tag title reign is long for this world. No. They kind of telegraphed it in the in the video package, which is fine. I'm all for if Sting wants to go out on his back on his last match, go ahead and do it. I just don't like that it's all based on the rumor and innuendo of everything that's happened backstage with the Young Bucks. I would anticipate this will I will I I'm gonna put out a bold prediction. Here's my blue chew stiff take of the day. All right. And that's something I want to get going is Nick Houseman's blue chew stiff take take stole my gimmick, you jerk. <laughs> Use the promo code rumor first month free. My stiff take is that I don't think that this storyline will stay as is. I, I think this will mold as we get closer to revolution. I think that this is something they're like venting about 
right now in a way I can't see this remaining the central focus of this feud. You know, we can't, we have Ken here. Sorry for some bad language on the screen. He says, Robert's hundred percent, right? This should be about sting, not the effing bucks. Uh, I agree. But again, to, a, to a point, because I think this is sting. Like I just said, trying to put over some people on the way out that he has some respect for that. He obviously wants to work with. And the best thing he could do if he really loves the young bucks is to make this about the young bucks and use this storyline, use the match, use all of it, the tag titles to in the end, elevate the bucks. If that's really what sting wants to do. And I'm just playing devil's advocate here. No, it's very, it's possible. That's what he wants to do. I just think you're advancing a storyline that we've seen done in WCW and failed. We've seen done in TNA and failed where you are openly acknowledging there are people on our roster who are here for a paycheck. They don't belong here. They're superstars. So they came from the other company and they need to go. And they're cancers that we need to cut out. We. Oh, in, in, there you go. Oh, sorry. We saw this at the millionaires club in, in WCW. We saw this whole storyline in TNA multiple times. It's not what wrestling fans want to really pay attention to. They want to be able to just enjoy the show that they're watching. And this weird idea that the EVPs are coming after people that don't belong on their show. Huh? I love the idea of Jeff Jarrett as the blind soothsayer backstage being like, this is not the road you want to go down. And they're like, no, 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 old man. We know what we're doing. <laughs> I will only embrace this storyline, by the way, if they start doing Young Bucks Gold. Fair enough. Well, speaking of Young Bucks Gold, Bullet Club Gold did capture gold last night. They are the new ROH uh, Trios champions. They defeated Mogul Embassy's uh, Gates of Agony and Brian Cage. Um, foregone conclusion, I thought, Mogul Embassy has not really lit anyone up with these ROH Trios titles. But the big to-do um, was afterwards, they did a stare down with the acclaimed where uh, Bowens you know, said, you guys want to go? You want to scissor? Which I guess is how badasses throw down these days. And it uh, looks like that's what I think we'll get it at Revolution and emerging of these trios titles. Uh, yeah, right. That's kind of where I thought this was going. Um, good match. I think the, the weird thing is like Gates of Agony and Brian Cage just looked awesome. Problem is we don't see them on TV very often, so they don't mean a ton. Uh, unfortunately, what we did see was Roderick Strong being given a microphone, which just feels like a rib. Uh, they have to stop letting this guy cut promos. But what was great to see was Adam Cole, when he left WWE, did not want to be the small mouthpiece for a big monster. And we saw him on Dynamite as the small mouthpiece for a big monster. Uh, the original big monster, I think, was uh, was Keith Lee, which will segue into... A Keith Lee story that we have. Yes, we do. I'll jump into the Keith Lee story here right now. So, yes, I was sent, uh, um, sent uh, a link to a private social media account that Keith operates um, where he he let everybody know, you know, he's going in for double surgeries. And uh, what was this weird ass clandestine? That, that, you can't just say that like this is a normal thing. I, I, I look, that's how I was told to describe it. I know on Reddit, people like went wild over that little. It's crazy to me the things that people pick up on that I never think are a big deal and then they become a big deal. Yeah, it was sent to look. A lot of wrestlers have private social media accounts that they use to inter interact with people. Um, and I don't want to get into any more details than that. So, anyway, uh, Keith let everybody know that um, he's getting double surgeries. This explains why he was pulled from the Swerve Strickland match at World's End last second and the doctors pulled him. 
Uh, I have no idea what these surgeries are. I am very much so trying to find out what they are as we speak, but it, it does not seem at this time like Heath's going to be around uh, for the immediate future. And of course, with injuries comes extended time on your contract, uh, like we saw with Andrade, which we'll talk about here in just a moment. But um, long and short of it, Keith Lee looks like he's going to be out uh, having to take more care of his body. I like Keith. He's a really nice guy. I think he's a wildly talented performer. And hopefully he is back sooner rather than later. Yes, the Bearcat. Anyway, <laughs> I don't think he likes that name. I'm sorry, Keith. So uh, Fightful reporting about Andrade that he is, in fact, leaving AEW or has left AEW, I should say. There's an agreement in place for him to come back to WWE. Like we've noted before, he's openly talked about it backstage that he was going to leave the company, head back to WWE. Tony confirmed after World's End that he was gone. Charlotte apparently pushed for him to come back to WWE, but it was noted that Andrade pushed for, while he was there, uh, them to sign Ric Flair. And look, if you are looking to do a little carny cup and ball game, this is it, right? You're in, you bring in Rick, you get your father-in-law a, a contract by vouching from him, and then you cycle out and go take your WWE deal with his wife. Everyone gets contracts. Everyone's getting paid. What a, wow. What a, what a Jedi mind trick there. Yes. This is like when Vince brought back the NWO because it was the poison pill. Uh, this was Andrade knowing he's on his way out and he's like, oh, by the way, here's Flair. Bye. Yeah. Um, well, uh, Tony Khan did leave the door open for, uh, Andrade to come back, but based off of creative frustrations, it sounds like that we're backstage. Um, you know, why, why like, would he go back? It's, it's no not idea. like, it's not like his presentation while he was in AEW was so amazing that you go, man, this guy had creative freedom. He was having banger after banger of matches. He would be dumb to to leave wwe or to to go back to wwe it's odd the the fact that stuff came out as he was leaving that people were not happy with him he posted that thing on social media that seemed like a really nice message about his time there yeah uh, but people were frustrated with him they didn't really give him a lot of options it's not like andrade was a perennial number one contender for their world title and had a significant record and was a face of the company well, it was no secret that CM Punk really wanted to push Andrade on collision. And when Punk left, there went a big advocate in the room for, for Andrade's push. And I think, you know, in the aftermath of that, he really was left adrift with the C.J. Perry stuff. And, yeah, I don't blame him. You know, it, it has not been a secret for a long time that Andrade has not been thrilled with his push there and will be back in WWE. And when he gets back to WWE, I mean, something involving the LWO, it would seem like to me. Uh, in the in, in the media, see, I, I mean, know, as, got, as Santos what, and Carlito and every and Ray are all picking sides, I could see him getting involved in that. I, I said before, I would stick him on Raw. I think him mixing it up with Gunther, Jey Uso, Sami Zayn, that's a fun little upper mid card to have to play with. That's very true. Um, well, speaking of luchadors, uh, Lucha Blog has an update about Black Taurus. Apparently, he's reached an agreement. With uh, AEW, it's likely that he's going to be having to debut with a new name and an adjusted look. Apparently, there's like character rights issues with AA or AAA down in Mexico, and like that's a character they think that you know they helped him create. So anyway, uh, I'm a big Black Taurus fan. Kim saying who? Uh, I call no, that was Jim Black Neidhart. Ken, <laughs> sorry, uh, Black Taurus. He uh, he's a very popular wrestler on AAA. He's done some ROH matches. He did one AEW match. I had a chance to call a bunch of his matches here uh, for Warrior Wrestling in Chicago. 
very, very talented guy. To me, this is a guy that Hunter would be all over. He loves the kind of like satanic pagan visuals and things. A, a black bull walking around in NXT. That doesn't seem out of the question to me. So, so what you're advocating is the return of Mantar. I'm all That's what you Mantar. just pitched me. I'm I think Black Taurus is what Mantar should have been, I would argue. Mantar is what Mantar should have been. It was a damn good character. We love you, Bruce Pritchard, here on Ad Free Show. Oh, wait, never mind. Well, you know. Uh, but I can't wait to see him rebranded as Silver Camry. Um, in WWE World, we're going to get a big 2K24 announcement uh, on January 22nd. That's shortly before the Royal Rumble, obviously. It's in four days' time. We'll know more about it then. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to, they usually do this around Rumble time. For those that forgot, last year at the Rumble, uh, there was a 2K event. That's where I got the infamous Seth Rollins calling CM Punk a cancer clip. I'd love to run it back. I hope that Seth and I run into each other at this 2K event again. I'm pretty sure the Bucks just ran back the cancer comment on Dynamite last night. Wow, you're right. It is a year later, and that is still resonating, isn't it? You really have your finger on the pulse of what's going on in wrestling. I'm excited for the new 2K game. Uh, I enjoyed 2K23. I thought it was really well done. I think the creative folks behind it really know how to put together a, a really uh, engaging wrestling game. Yes. Um, WWE, oh, I'm sorry, before we get to that one, The New Day, uh, they have been... Uh, torn apart on tv biggie injured obviously woods was injured there for a while he's back kofi's in the mix but all three are going to reunite reunite uh this monday on the drew barrymore shore show the platform of course that we all were really hungry to see the new day finally arrive on yes i think that you know what they are really really entertaining um i think having them on a mainstream platform is always going to be beneficial to the wwe it showcases how great they are my hope is drew crosses the line and we get another grayson waller situation because i would not mind seeing biggie put her through a table i think that would be tremendous do we know how how biggie's health is going yeah. I, I know he's he's constantly i don't want to see i honestly part of me just doesn't want to see him back in the ring and risk getting hurt uh but i'd love to see him on tv in some capacity he uh, so i actually asked biggie about his health at what was the last pay-per-view it all flows together now it's not survivor series so it would have been SummerSlam, i think yes uh SummerSlam weekend i asked him about his health and he he became very pensive um it, it, it it's obviously something he's not even sure about uh i believe he said uh that doctors have told him he should never wrestle again um, I think he's still kind of coming to terms with that. He's been very active in the recruitment process. I see him at all of the tryout events that I get to attend when I go to the, the WWE weekends. Um, I, I'm not anticipating Big E ever wrestling again. I, he'd be a great GM or something, I guess. I, don't I would know. use him as I would honestly put him on NXT. I would I would pull Booker and use Big E in that commentary role. I just think he's a really engaging uh, person. He's someone who obviously is passionate about wrestling, has a great eye for younger talent. Uh, and I know some to some people, Booker T's NXT commentary is divisive. <laughs> I like Booker. There was I a, said some people. I didn't say me or you. I'm, I'm not messing say, with Booker. Booker's a nice guy. I, I love working with him. I like Booker. I also loved Joe Gacy on NXT this week on commentary. Him and Vic Joseph talking about pocket dogs, like uh, a reference from the TV show The League. I, well, I don't think many people got it, but 
really tickled me. You brought up Booker T. Uh, there was some good news. About I was Booker. trying to get you to the next topic. Well, I was you trying to weave one. it through. Oh, we skipped one. Sorry. No, that's fine. I'll talk. I'll go into Booker. I could do this. I'm good on the fly. I do improv. Booker T has announced that you do he improv? is. I know. Back in the day, my friend, Booker T has announced the renaming of Reality of Wrestling's new space, uh, new sports arena in Houston, Texas, or Texas City, Texas. The facility is now going to be called the Walker Texas Lawyer Arena. It's going to be the hub for Booker's Reality of Wrestling monthly TV shows. They're going to be taking the money, giving it to them from the sponsorship, expanding, putting in better equipment. Uh, very good news for Booker. And uh, congratulations to the Walker Texas Lawyer Company for getting their name uh, up on this, this Texas City Arena. Uh, very good news for Booker. I was just happy to hear it. Walker Texas Lawyer is a personal injury attorney in Houston, Texas. And my new hero in life. How? Oh, his last name literally is Walker. This is the best kind of branding. I have wasted my entire legal career that I could have been Walker, Texas lawyer. Um, now, for all I know, if I go look him up, he might be like a total monster. I don't know. But as far as a name and branding goes, uh, he is second only to Stephen P. New oh, man. in our book well, we uh, in terms of wrestling lawyers that we all know and love. And what look the the as as an old school fan, if you grew up watching Monday Night Raw and Walker, Texas Ranger would be on as the closing show right before you would start raw like your VCR recorded it, you got 40 to 50 seconds of the best TV you were ever going to watch. <laughs> that and Silk Stockings have Silk such Stockings a, was after Nick. I know, but those shows have such a place in some fans hearts. Oh, you yeah. know. Like La Femme Nikita, these all these shows being advertised during Raw uh, did wonders for USA. It's why Pacific Blue is so beloved. So we got an idea here from Rick Smith. You could you could call yourself Robert Florida Lawyer. That's two steps up from being Robert Florida Man. That's that's tremendous. Thank you, Rick Smith. Uh, I will take that under advisement. Isn't that the the GM bullshit answer? Yes, that is. All right. Lastly, here. Taking us home. I'm sorry. It's not going to be Billy in the CW. Maybe we'll have time tomorrow. It is fun Friday. We're going to be reading Apple reviews tomorrow, by the way. Billy um, in the CW sounds like a hell of an indie band. It does. Maybe someday we'll open for the Smashing Pumpkins. So WWE has partnered with the American Corporate Partners. Uh, this is a charity that helps to empower veterans through one-on-one -on -one mentorship. Obviously, uh, Montez spent time serving. Uh, he is now going to be the first professional athlete to serve as a registered mentor for the acp so this is one-on-one -on -one mentorship um with uh, uh with others uh, that are veterans helping veterans um you know acclimate to society after their time serving just really good uh good guy stuff here from montez ford and uh i know he really enjoys giving back to veterans and i just a good a good good guy stuff here to wrap up the show today a great timing for him i know he's got his hulu show coming up uh with bianca belair he's a guy that I, I for sure thought was going to have a bigger 2023 than he did. I think Montez Ford has few. Right now, there just seems to be a glut at the top. But this is the kind of philanthropic work that goes a long way. And I know it's something that he genuinely cares about. So awesome for him. Great, great stuff. Very good story to end the show on today. And we'll be back tomorrow with our Fun Friday episode, uh, Noon Eastern Live on X and YouTube. Uh, Johnny Disco here, one of my favorite names. He says, maybe someone should cover the story in an Apple review to get it in the show. I believe he's talking about Billy and the CW. That's very clever, Johnny. Uh, I am going to pick some reviews tomorrow to read on the show. 
I'll try to pick some uh, most recent reviews. If you want to force me to talk about Billy and the CW at the end of this show tomorrow, uh, work it into an Apple review, people. Johnny Disco here. That's smart thinking. Um, uh, and of course, just in general, please leave your love for us on any podcast platforms that you do uh, frequent. It all, help, it all helps us find new listeners, new viewers, and help to grow the show. I'm at Nick underscore Hausman. You can find me at houseofwrestling.com. On behalf of the surprisingly lovable Nick Hausman, I'm Robert Karpolis. Best of luck in your future endeavors.